You are freer than you think. It's like the ultimate form of freedom. You expound upon that freedom to develop on this planet. True freedom comes from within. It's the ability. Thinking to myself, I can help you or I can destroy you. Man is a two-time felon. I work really hard and I've been, a, I've been a life learner. When things are feeling tough, let yourself be surprised. The world favors risk-taking. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Freedom Pact. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Freedom Pact, episode 149. This is going to be our last episode of the year. It's December 21st. This year, we have put out our biggest ever uh, schedule. We've been posting two episodes a week, which is what we plan to do for for definitely for 2021, which we're excited for. Um, so basically, this is just going to be an informal chat between Lewis, my co-host, and myself. Just going to look back at 2020, the year as a whole, uh, you know, what sort of madness we've seen unfold what has happened on this podcast, the future of the podcast. So, Lewis, thank you for joining me today, sir. It's nice to be on uh, on this end of the conversation for once. <laughs> I'm delighted to have you here. So, how do you reflect on 2020? Ooh, I mean, it's a tough question. Um, you know, there's, there's really two ways... I think people could have taken the year. Obviously, it's been a, a tragic year for many. Um, you know, affected so many people's lives in a very, very negative way. Um, but it's also been, I think, well, for us anyway, a big year of of opportunity. Um, you know, and that's not to say, and I don't want anyone to be disrespected by that and think that, you know, I'm saying that they didn't make the most of the opportunity because for some people, it wasn't an opportunity in the slightest. But I think for a lot of people, uh, it was. I mean, you know, we freed up a lot of people's time. Uh, for me and me and yourself, we were able to record a lot of episodes, um, a lot of which have been released, a lot of which will never be released. Um, but it gave us the chance to double down. I think it gave a lot of people a lot more time to consume, uh, not just our content, but content, you know, similar transformational content, podcasts, books, audiobooks, talks, lectures. And uh, I like to think I, I personally, I, I, you know, capitalized on that. Um, but I think in regards to yourself and I, I think for us, it has been, I think it's been a big year for us because it was, I think for me, it was the year we almost defined what the podcast is, finally put a bit of a label on it. I think back in 2019, um, a few people could have argued and rightly so that, uh, you know, one minute it was over here, one minute over, over here, what kind of show are you? And I think we've, we've defined that now. Um, and I can, you know, I can say it is a show that is based on giving transformational content in three areas, three areas that are written on this mug, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, so yeah, I think it's been a, a good year in that sense, but also a very tragic year for the world. It's certainly been a, a year like no other. I mean, certainly in my lifetime. I mean, just looking back, we had the US election, the sort of pandemonium that unfolded with that. There's all kinds of claims of election fraud. 
closer to home Brexit, uh, which has been dragging on for seemingly my lifetime. As you mentioned, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, which, as you say, has been tragic for so many people, um, uh, you know, which which it's still going on. And I can only hope that one day soon it, it comes to an end. And I'm sure it will. In the sort of social justice movement, we've seen J.K. Rowling, for instance, getting mobbed by her own people. <laughs> we've seen the Black Lives Matter protest. We've seen. Sam Smith shedding his woke tears in his woke mansion. Uh, it's been certainly a year like no other that I can remember. Um, and in regards to this podcast, just as you said, when the pandemic first came around at the start of March, I, I just remember just, I mean, it seemed almost as if it was every day that we were recording. I mean, this was really no disrespect to, to the people that had a real terrible time during this pandemic. And there is a great many people. But during that time, I mean, we really capitalized on that extra free time, which we had. Some of the names which we got, which we had on the show. I'm just not sure that they would have been willing to come on in, in other circumstances, or maybe they would have, but at different times. And, and I think that that just goes to show that during times of crisis, there can be opportunities found. Uh, I believe that there's that sort of cliche which says that in Chinese, the symbol for crisis also means the same for opportunity. I think that that is true, that, you know, you the, the interview we did with Andrew Huberman, for instance, was a, was a great example. I mean, he talked very eloquently about this, about sort of, you know, trying to use this time for um, for as best as you can, sort of reframing in your mind. We had a clinical psychologist, Dr. Jasmine Ibadon, talking about these things and, you know, sort of looking to the near future. I wonder, how do you sort of see the vision, your vision for Freedom Pact 2021? Well, um, look... I think we're in a we're in a good place. Uh, we've hit a lot of goals this year. Um, you know, I think our our stats are very visible. Uh, if you're looking on YouTube, um, and I think if you know, we don't shy away from the facts and figures. They're there if you want to see them. Um, and in regards to the audio platforms, it's, you know, it's been a it's been a year of goals. I mean, we got our Spotify wrapped uh, back, and so we were the the fortieth most popular education show in the united kingdom nothing to be frowned at but necessarily not where we want to be um obviously you know we we, we look we look forward and uh, try to beat that next year um but i think on top we smashed a lot of goals um but i think we've we've set ourselves a good base uh in terms of the content we're pushing out um you know and going back to uh the guy that got me and you into personal development in the first place the hip-hop preacher himself mr eric thomas uh celebrate for a second and then move on um so you know there's time to be proud there's time to celebrate but look you know we put a lot of big conversations a lot of transformational content but i know we can go bigger uh and i know we can bring a lot you know lots more transformational content to the audience and take it up that next level that uh, I think they deserve. Yeah. And I'd love to, to 
take this time and say to our audience, for the people that have listened to the show this year, that have interacted us, that have watched us, guys, let us know. How do you think that we can take this show up another level? Right now, our episodes are 40 to, you know, some of them are 90 plus minutes. Do you want longer content? We're right now releasing two episodes a week. Are you happy with two episodes a week? What do you think about our intro or our outros? Let us know. Send us an email, freedompact at gmail.com. I will click a link in this description. Let us know your thoughts. Um, we are honestly all the time looking to iterate to make things better. We love feedback from you guys. We absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I completely agree with what you said. I want to make this the granddaddy of podcasts in the UK, in the educational sector particularly. Um, I think I want to take the podcast, and you and me have spoken about this, this sort of health content is uh, an area I, I'm, and I know you as well, are particularly interested in. Um, you know, the sort of political episodes which we've sort of uh, found ourselves discussing lately, they seem to always go down well, particularly on YouTube. Um, you know, I, I really am excited to take this. And from the bottom of hearts, I mean, you know, you and me, we were just two guys just driving around in my car, just discussing ideas, completely agnostic of political parties and and you know, our own prior beliefs. We just wanted the truth and we just discussing ideas. And, and it's brought us here. We start recording in Tesco car park on, on an iPhone in our cars. It's just been just an unbelievable ride. It's been fun. It reiterates um, everything I, I, you know, tell people who ask me about, um, you know, I recently, uh, I was actually found myself on the other end of a podcast recently. Um, for the first time and that was quite cool you know I was saying when people are asking me on how to how you even go about starting something like this is I think it all starts and I think this is applicable to pretty much every dream um, someone could possibly have is you've just gotta drop the fear like I know it's, it's an old saying I used to use uh, back in the old days and it was let go of the weight that won't let you live and uh, for a lot I think for many people that's fear man I think Man, I wanted to start a podcast when I was in university when I was about 19 years old. But I remember, you know, I'd record something, I'd maybe put it up on YouTube, and then, you know, I'd find myself trying to hide it from everyone I possibly knew, uh, and then find myself deleting it because I was scared of what people would say. And I put it off for years and years and years, and, you know, it got to the point where me and you were, were having these conversations and doing all this research and reading all these books. I mean, we were like a traveling book club in that car of yours at one point, man. But, <laughs> and, you know, it just got to the point where I thought, why, you know, if I let other people's perception or my perception of other people's perception even, um, you know, dictate what I do, then I'm never going to go anywhere. Um, so, you know, throughout this whole process, that would be the biggest, biggest takeaway for me. And the biggest thing I tell other people is just none of this would have happened if we were too scared to hit that record button the first time. Some of the criticism that you and I had in the sort of early days was about our accents. You know, I mean, were two guys with strong regional Welsh accents, were they suited for the big time? Would people want to listen to a, 
Um, and it's interesting how at the start, you know, that's the sort of criticism that you get. You know, people will always pick up the faults before they see the results of what something could be. And it's interesting that, you know, a few million downloads later, then people are saying, oh, yeah, we love the Welsh accent. You know, we love seeing the <laughs> diversity of, of accents amongst the other channels. Going on your point, I think you're completely right. There's so much competitive advantage that can come from being willing to look stupid in the moment, to, to be in a class and say, actually, I don't know what you're talking about. To be in an office taking orders and say, actually, I don't understand what you're talking about. To not be afraid of being a beginner at something. Mm. That's what you and I did. And, um, you know, happen, this is where it's taken us. Um, yeah. So what has been, of, of all the guests you and I have done this year, and my guess is we've probably done 100 interviews each this year. 100 interviews. We ditched the uh, dual uh, interview setup, Barry and Paul chuckled interviewing guests <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Rammed onto one chair each, looking at the camera, pretending that we were uh, sat in two chairs because we couldn't afford to buy another chair. <laughs> uh, what has been a concept, an actionable takeaway, um, a tip that you've had from a guest this year that you'd like to share? Mm. First thing that came to my mind, I guess it doesn't come from one person in particular, but probably a sort of a collaborative voice then. Um, you know, we mentioned all the guys we interviewed um, this year and I found myself in a crazy week where I interviewed um, Jay Morton, Mark Billingham and Ollie Alt and in a space of something like six days, um, you know, and these guys who have these massively decorated careers and reach the top, top of their game and you know i had you know i have the opportunity to ask these guys for advice and you know they all told me the same thing and i think you know ben aldridge when i spoke to him uh this this was something he talked about and this is exactly what his book is about and um it just really hit it home after talking to the 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 special forces guys and this is a it's this idea of resilience and a lot of people think that resilience and you know, with this relentless nature that you're born with it and, you know, you're either born with it or you're not. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I was a, a resilient person growing up. Um, you know, if there was a challenge coming my way, I'd like to say that I ran straight at it and grabbed it by the horns, but the reality is I probably turned around and run the other way. Um, and you, you know, I've learned that you can build resilience um, and that, comes simply by purposely putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Um, you know, I think you mentioned the political episodes. Uh, wow, what a challenge they, they are, man. Like up to the, you know, I think our first big political episode was probably when I interviewed Brett Weinstein. Um, I know I was going into that interview. I was terrified. I was thinking, ah, you know, we discuss mindset. We discuss motivation. We discuss health for politics um you know and i could have you know i was scared but you know you throw yourself into where you lay yourself be uncomfortable and you come out for the other side uh no problem at all and you know what that did for me in terms of resilience is massive and that can be in you know in anything i think jay morton gives the example that you know he starts every day uh by sitting in a wheelie bin full of ice water every day 
not because it gives him any major health benefits, but because of what it does to his mind. Because if he can get in that wheelie bin at five, six o'clock in the morning, freezing cold water when it's dark and raining outside, then there's nothing else in the day that's going to bother him. There's nothing else in the day where he thinks, I don't have the mental strength to get through that because he'd already done it in the morning. And, um, you know, there's a million different ways that you can put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And, uh, yeah, that just breeds breeds resilience and more resilience. Um, but, yeah, so that's the big takeaway take that I had this year. Um, but I'm curious as to, as to yours. Yeah, I can think of uh, two guest ones, which I had. Um, the first one came during the pandemic from Patrick Bet David. And uh, I remember this was one of the maybe only times that I've ever had goosebumps whilst I've been sitting across from, from a guest. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I, I didn't actually know where this was going to go, um, but I saw on his website um, that he mentioned that he would take regular trips to the graveyard. And for those that don't know Patrick Bet David, uh, he was a guest on the show. He's the founder of Valuetainment, um, net worth of something like $400 million. Uh, got a massive, massive YouTube channel. He's, he's a CEO of PHP Industries. And I said to him, what can we learn from the graveyard? And he said that he would always take trips to the graveyard and look at the names on the, the stones, not in a disrespectful way, but kind of as a way to say, oh, I actually don't recognize that name. I don't recognize that name. They live 49 years. They live 63 years. They live 82 years. Did they max out? Did they be all that they could be? And he said that hell on earth is your, the, the you that you end up as goes to hell and meets the you that you could have been. And I just, you know, and that is a message, you know, a, a, an important message that we probably don't have forever and that we do need to live with a sort of sense of urgency. And it is difficult in these times, of course. Um, but that that was a real eye-opening one for me. And, and on a similar note, we had General Stanley McChrystal, um, you know, another sort of military episode, which we know that you guys love. The viewing figures on those episodes are always insane. And and he said that he would get, um, you know, his students at Yale, you know, young people to write their own obituaries. And you and I did this. I mean, I remember yes. we, we, we read them to each other. Read them to each other. This is this was a, a such a profound um such a profound experience, you know, sort of either looking back and saying to yourself, would the 18-year-old Joe be proud of who I am now? Would the 14-year-old Joe be proud of who I am now? Um, and then also looking forward, who do I want to be? You know, just looking forward, um, you know, just because as you started to talk about the Patrick Bet David uh, story there, um, which is quite funny, actually, because we just talked about Jay Morton climbing into a bin. Fun fact, Patrick Bet David existed in the Freedom Pack bin for about a year before he came back on. That one was never released, but uh, it's a story for another time. Um, I was thinking about your episode with uh, General Stanley McChrystal and that obituary, man, when we wrote that. And the, 
the best thing about that is that it tells you who you want to be, not what you want to achieve, but who you want to be. Because when I wrote it to you, it didn't say he had a million subscribers. It didn't say he had X amount of money. It said things like he was a thoughtful person. He was a kind person. You know, he, he did this and that. I'm not going to read it out, but it tells you who you want to be, know you want to achieve. And that's why I thought it was such a, a profound and uh, important lesson. So, you know, that is a really good episode. And as Marcus Aurelius says, character is fate. I mean, I can give you an example of a company like Uber that have made numerous shortcuts with how they run, uh, you know, breaches of employee law and, and, and all kinds of, of madness, which they've done. And just look at the sort of mess which they're in. I mean, it seems as if every city in the world is trying to ban Uber from, from operating there. So I completely agree. And on this sort of cold water one, uh, this is not a, a guest tip, but this is something which I've experienced myself. And I, I've always been very interested in self-esteem, right? I, I've read many books on this. Nathaniel Brandon wrote the, the infamous book, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, timeless classic on the topic. And I, I always was under the impression that you could talk yourself into self-esteem that you could say a nice few affirmations about yourself. I love myself. I'm going to be a millionaire. All these, all these, these sort of trite statements. Um, but it wasn't until I actually started taking cold showers that I realized that you build self-esteem from doing hard things. You don't build self-esteem from, from saying nice things. I, I, I just cannot accept that fact. Um, and honestly, you run this. This is a simple way which I found, which which really works, which really will improve your respect for yourself. Just run a cold shower, and commit to taking it every day. And after what, you're not gonna feel like doing it. And on the days you don't feel like doing it, are gonna be the days in which you develop the most self-respect. Mm, I love that man. Because you hear a lot of stories, you know, you listen to a lot of, well, you read a lot of books, especially in the. Uh the more wishy-washy self-help part of the um, part of the field where, you know, you talk about uh, self-esteem and people say, yeah, sit down and, and, and tell yourself, you know, everything's okay. You're amazing. You're perfect the way you are, (laughs) but you know, you can't coddle yourself into being a confident person. Um, That comes from action. So I, I love that. We've talked a lot about, um previous guests of the show uh you know we've mentioned a few episodes there but i am curious um and obviously we have a lot of private meetings about this but i don't think we've talked about it yet and so you know we do like a bit of transparency why not just get it out in the open 2021 what guests would you love to get on the show i would love to get on uh i'll just throw a name out there I would love to have on uh, Michael Pollan in the health sector. I would love to have on Steven Pinker, Jonathan Haidt, uh, Jordan Peterson. If he ever comes back, I would I would happily have him on. I'd love to have Bruce Lipton on, uh, Mantak Chai. 
Uh, we also that uh, <laughs> very interesting episode he did with London Real. I, I encourage everyone to Google. Uh, sorry to go on YouTube and type in Mantak M A N T A K C H I. I don't encourage them to watch that episode on London Real, but carry on. Uh, credit to Brian Rose uh, at London Real for keeping a straight face during that. Uh, I'd love to have Ian Hersey Ali on. I'd love to have Claire Lehman on. Uh, Max Agave, Bruce Linton. Um, I would love to have uh, Eric Weinstein on. I'd love to have Lex Friedman on. Uh, Friedman, Friedman? Friedman. Friedman. I'd love to have Lex Friedman on. Douglas Murray, welcome back anytime. Uh, Dave Rubin, welcome back anytime. Um, Robert Green, uh, potential talks is a bit of a spoiler for, for Mr. Green's return. So that, that looks likely. Max Agave, I'd love to have on. Um, did I say Jonathan Haidt? Because he's a man did, I'm, did, I'm particularly did. interested in getting Mr. Haidt on the show. Uh, so, yeah, so there are some names. I'll be interested to come back to this next year and see how many of those many names we got on. What about you? I mean, look, I'm a big believer in you should never limit yourself. Um I'm a big believer that, you know, to never um, do what you think is achievable and, you know, don't set goals that you think are unattainable. Um, you've got the 10X rule by Grant Cardone right behind you there. Um, that book is all about setting crazy, unrealistic goals. And it's that old saying, I always mention it, if you shoot for the moon, you're going to land at least somewhere among the stars. And so, you know, maybe I won't throw Barack Obama out there um because as much as i uh i do like unrealistic goals maybe that uh the ex-leader of the free world might be a bit of a long shot for 2021 um but look jordan peterson i know i know he's got a book coming out and i know there's a big appetite i mean you know that clip we put out of dave rubin and i talking about jordan peterson at the time of recording it's got a quarter of a million views on youtube um, there's obviously a big appetite for Jordan's return. Twelve more rules is coming out early next year. I'd love to talk to uh, to talk to Jordan about that. Um, Lex Friedman, you mentioned him there. Uh, I, you know, I really want want him. Um, look, someone whose work I've not just been reading lately, but someone whose work I've been studying. Um, you know, I've read all of his books. Um, in fact, my birthday. Uh, you gave me the Daily Stoic. Uh, I then went on to buy uh, the trilogy. Uh, Obstacle is the way, stillness is the key, and ego is the enemy. Um, look, Ryan Holiday, I want you on the show, man. I want to talk to you. Ryan Holiday is my almost my number one goal for 2021. Uh, Jay Shetty, I really enjoyed Think Like a Monk this year when I read it. Um, and, you know, Michael Phelps, um, you know, let's shoot for the moon. Why not? Probably my number one most wanted guest. And I will never retire from this show until Michael Phelps is sat across from me. And just for the, you know, just to bring this journey full circle, the man that got me and you into this industry, the man that first brought us into personal development, Eric Thomas, 2021 i want him i love that man i love that um 
are there any embarrassing moments of 2020 on the show that you could you could share that come to mind i mean i i don't know if i you know maybe we might take this out in post but i'll put it in there anyway um <laughs> look we were in the middle of lockdown i was trying to secure every guest i could um i found a list online of like um i think it was something like the 50 most influential or, or transformational people and i so no disrespect I can't, I can't actually remember the woman's name now um but i <laughs> i went through a list and i just thought i'm gonna send an email to every single one of these people and if a few come on, that's great. And a few did come on, but I had this one email back. And uh, I don't know, I can't remember the woman's name. Let's just say her name was Jane Doe. And the email said, hi, Lewis. Jane Doe died in 1962. <laughs> we appreciate you reaching out. And I thought, yeah. Okay, maybe I should have looked into that one a bit more. I knew I didn't re uh, recognize the name, but uh, <laughs> I've got that one screenshotted. If uh, if anyone wants to see it, DM us Freedom Packed on Instagram. <laughs> now that oh, well. is what you call okay. guest recruitment. That is yeah, what you call one oh one, baby. Um, so look, we've embarrassed me there. Let's turn it to you. Is there anything, uh, anything stand out in your mind? Yeah, so I remember one interview I did, uh, a very renowned public figure. Uh, it see, appeared to be a, a, a massive coup. It book had sold millions of copies. Um, <laughs> as we mentioned, there we were on a pretty grueling recording schedule. Uh, and, and usually for every interview we do, we, we prepare... Uh, hours. We, put, we put hours in 10, 10 hours in preparation in, in to some guests um, and this guy I thought that I knew his topic very well um, I sat down to go head to head with him and, and uh, he just destroyed me, he tore me apart I, I didn't know his topic well quite an old guy um, he uh, didn't suffer fools gladly we ended up having a bit of uh, to-in and fro-in on air. <laughs> I won't mention his name, but that episode is is uh, long gone into the Freedom Pack, Ether. Um, if he ever wants to come back on, uh, then I, I will make sure that I am prepared for <laughs> for that interview uh, this time around. But uh, but yeah, I mean that just that just goes to show, look, you know these things happen from time to time when you're putting yourself in in the sort of arena then, you know, these things can happen. I made a mistake. I, you know, I learned from it. And, uh, yeah, I'll be ready for round two as I was with Mr. Bet David round two. Um, 2021 is coming up. Uh, this is going to be our last interview of the year. And then we're back on January 1st. Right now, looking forward, what are you thinking that you are going to do and that our audience are going to do to make 2021 the best year of your life. Mm. Well, it's funny. Um, I'm currently in the middle of reading 
uh, rereading the 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson. Um, and there was one page in the book uh, that stuck out to me. And I think the subtitle was get your life in order. Um, and it was, it was all about, if you know you're doing something in life, that's bad for you, the realization that it's bad for you just isn't enough. It's actually doing something about it. And that one stuck with me, man. Get your life in order. And that's what I'm trying to do. Look, there's so many things um, that exist in my life that I know are not necessarily healthy habits or healthy practices. Um, and you can trick yourself sometimes into, you know, just because you recognize them, you think, go me, man. I recognize it's bad for me. But you keep doing it anyway. That's not getting your life in order. And um, I think that is a big one for me. Get your life in order. And look, another one for me personally, I know I just mentioned it, but the 12 rules for life. Rule number one, stand up straight with your shoulders back. Uh, look, that's a lot more. I was a lot deeper than what it is. That's something I've been practicing very, very religiously over the last few weeks because um, it breeds into everything you do. You know, if you walk into a room, you stand up straight, your shoulders are back. It affects your mental state. You feel more confident. People respect you more. Um, you're less anxious. Uh, and I just think you're on the you're a more valuable person to be around. So uh, that's a big one for me. I'm going to keep that one in mind uh, going into 2021 is, uh, is rule number one of uh, 12 Rules for Life. I love it, man. I love it. It's a, a great rule. Um, looking at this sort of lessons in which I've learned and that I want to take forward into 2021. I go back to an interview that I did with Shane Parrish, um, who again, another guest, more than welcome to come back anytime. Um, and he said that at Farnham Street, which is the sort of company which he works for, um, he said that one of the, the mottos, one of the sort of mantras there is that they are willing to chew glass. They are willing to go five years without seeing any return. They're willing to, to think long-term, long-term games with long-term people. Um, and I completely agree that there is an exceptional amount of competitive advantage that can come from just being willing to outlast other people. Um, people are inherently motivated by short-term games. Um, they're inherently motivated by short-term wins. And if you can just outlast them, then the compounding effect, consistency, over time, it's going to massively add up. Just look at the show. I mean, 2018 numbers-wise, disaster. 2019, uh, better, but not where we want to be. And then the last six months of 2020, uh, absolutely exploded on all fronts, on the iTunes charts, on YouTube. Um, so to the people out there right now that are listening, um, and to myself included, I've just got two words. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I love it, man. I love it, man. Um, you know, one, one other thing that on that concept of, of keeping going, um, Look, I'm looking at that book bookshelf behind you, man. And uh, people might see some of the books there and say, 
Yeah, Seth Godin. Yeah, Joe, he must have picked that up because he was interviewing Seth Godin. Um, oh, the millionaire fast lane, MJ DeMarco. He must have picked that up when he interviewed uh, MJ DeMarco, but that's not the case. Um, I've seen those books on your bookshelf for a long, long time, uh, way before we started interviewing viewing anyone. Um, you know, and, and you've kept going. We've kept going. You know, that millionaire fast thing behind you, that you were banging on about that book for a long, long time before we did this. Um, you know, when and and you kept going, man. And uh look, you've interviewed these guys now, and uh, a fair few of them are uh not only past guests, but they're friends of the show. And uh, you know, the same applies for myself and you know, some of the guys I've interviewed that were once heroes of mine, I can now call friends. And uh just look what can happen when you keep going. Precisely. And speaking of books, we love books on the show. We are an education show. Um, best books you've read in 2020? Wow. Um, it's a tough old question. Um, look, we I published a post on Instagram and um, you know, I, I did name Jay Morton's soldier as uh, one of them. And that's true. I think that book is fantastic. I look, a lot of guys uh, coming out of the military now and writing books and, you know, a lot of them end up the same, but that one is, is a phenomenal read. Um, I smashed that book out in less than half a day. It was that good. Um, like I'm rereading uh, 12 Rules for Life at the moment. Um, it's got to be up there with, you know, one of the best ones I've ever read, not just this year, uh, no matter what you think of Jordan Peterson. Um, I think everyone can get something from that book. Uh, think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty. Um, again, regardless of what you think of Jay Shetty, whether you think that he's genuine, whether you think he's a con man, look, people have their views on Jay Shetty. We all know that some of those quotes uh, he posts on Instagram that he puts his name under aren't actually his. But uh, <laughs> hey, the book was absolutely phenomenal nonetheless, and I took a lot from it, and I practiced a lot. So I'm a big fan of Jay Shetty, and uh, that book, I think, one of the books of the year for me. Um, Ryan Holiday, uh, Stillness is the Key, phenomenal, phenomenal book. I highly recommend it to everyone out there listening. Um, you know, that uh, Ryan Holiday got me to go, you know, back in time and read Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. Um you know, I, I hadn't read that before I read The Daily Stoic, but I did, and I, and I had to go back. Um, oh, they're all popping into my head at once, man. Just give me a few minutes. Take it away for a second. Well, one of the best books in which I've read the last year, which comes to my mind, was Peter Bevelin, Seeking Wisdom from Darwin to Munger. The book cost me, I'm not joking, about £50. Um, but my God, was it... Was it worth it? A uh, very expensive book. I really liked Jason Freed and David Hennemeyer Hansen's book, Rework. Jonathan Haidt's book, The Coddling of the American Mind, absolutely sublime. Um, I liked Siddhartha. I liked um, a great book called Awareness by Anthony DeMello. David Allen's Getting Things Done was a, a fantastic book. I really liked um, Gerald May's Care of Mind and Care of Spirit. Um, 
I can't really think of too many others, but they have been some of the, the main ones, as well as Angela Duckworth's Grit, Grit. which is a, a fantastic, fantastic book. Uh, so they are some of my favourites from this year. Amazing, amazing, man. And, um, yeah, I just keep, books keep popping into my head, man. And when you re- when you record so many episodes, obviously we have to read the book, um, you know, apart from that one uh, instance that you mentioned earlier on in the show that actually didn't get aired so i can i can go ahead and say we read 100 percent of the books we actually release in the podcast so you're reading so many books um sometimes you hardly get time to read uh what you actually want to read um but look they're all popping in my head they all mix into one but that's just yeah those are the ones that come to mind at the moment um yeah man uh yeah i would add one more as well and a great book in this sort of relationship sector uh, which is a book by John Gottman called The Relationship Cure, which I found particularly, um, which really sort of changed my opinion about uh, the sort of way in which relationships worked. John Gottman makes a great case that there is actually a science to sort of human relationships, uh, which I, I personally love the book. It's been very, very effective for me. Uh, so, yeah, so that sort of, I feel as if wraps up kind of the 2020 year for us, um, just to kind of looking back and looking forward. This episode will be our last, as we mentioned, until January 1st, and then we will be back with our Healthy, Wealthy and Wise newsletter. We'll be back on YouTube, search Freedom Pact. We'll be back on iTunes, Freedom Pact again. Um, yeah, 2021. I am incredibly motivated. I know you are incredibly motivated. We're going to take 10 or so days off. Something we, we've never done before in the show's history. We're sort of blacking out for 10 days. And then we are going to come back uh, ready to go right to make 2021 the best year of this podcast. We make no secret of the fact we're aiming big. Um, we, we would rather uh, suffer flaws of ambition than flaws of sloth so we are gonna you know take a trip to the graveyard and go for it uh do you have any closing messages for these guys on on this incredibly weird and challenging year <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go back on something i said earlier i was wrong 2021 barack obama <laughs> obama no seriously man it's been a pleasure um massive year um look i thoroughly enjoy i would you know genuinely can say hand on heart um especially now we're, we're in a position where we can can spend uh, you know all our time on this and um you know we've we've got we've earned that um you know i i think i can i can say that and, and hold my head up high um and there's genuinely absolutely nothing i'd rather be doing with my time than this so uh yeah Look forward to uh, to Barack Obama. I will see you next year, my friends. Have a great Christmas. Thank you for the support this year. Freedom Cheers, guys. Packed out. Boosh. Boosh, 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 boosh. Boosh, boosh, boosh.